Good day, good day, good day, everybody, and welcome to the 21st Century Business Podcast. So today I'm quite excited. I've got a good friend with me. Uh, we've got a lot to share. Um, it's going to be a cracker of a show. Uh, he's actually the first guest on our 21st Century Podcast, right? So, and, uh, you know, he and I believe in the Bible. So the Bible does, does say, you know, first apostles. So that makes him, you yeah, know, man. an apostle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're excited to, to, to have Mr. Checker here. Sure. Um, you know, for those of you who maybe might need a bit of context, you know, you've been hearing me talk about the, you know, the 21st century business model. And it's always been in the context of network marketing. But uh, I want us to expand that definition because it goes beyond network marketing. We talk about network marketing simply because it's one of the, it's one of the, the business models in the 21st century that are, you know, got unlimited upside and quite easy to get into. And we talk about a business here that does, you know, over $250 billion in sales every single year. So, but when you talk about the 21st century business model, we're talking about all the businesses that people can do from the comfort of their own home or doesn't matter where they are, where they live. Uh, you know, businesses that have got little to no upfront cost for you to get involved. Um, and also businesses that are hugely scalable, um, you know, and, um, you know, things have been changing. But we're going to talk about that just now. But, you know, things have been changing right now. Parents are wanting to be more involved in their kids. As a result, others are choosing to work from home. Others are choosing to, you know, um, you know get into the gig economy um, where they work, you know, in their own terms, you know, instead of working for a boss. But they actually outsource their skills, you know, their expertise. But we're going to talk about that just now. So, but I want to turn our attention to our special guest, Mr. <laughs> Cheka. Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, man. So, it's good to be here. Thanks so, for having me. Mr. Cheka. Yes, sir. Uh, we're so excited to have you here. It's but for those here. for those of our audience who don't know who Mr. Cheka is, yes. tell us who is Neo Check. It's probably one of the most how can I put it, deep questions one can ask. Because as I'm telling you who I am, I'm also telling I'm it's it's within the same light I'm trying to figure myself out as well. 100%. You know, as human beings. You know, we always try to bask on what we have done and that as a consequence determines who we are. But not really, because we're always in the process. Because who I am today is not who I'm going to be three years from now when a person is also watching this particular podcast. 100%. But today, you know, Neo Checker is just a, 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 um, a simple, uh, I'll say simple in the context of, you know, I mean, also come from a family of, 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 of hard workers, black people who never had easy in life. You know, um, my mother worked extremely hard. My father worked extremely hard as well. You know, but he went on to pass, uh, passed on in, 20, in 2003. Um, and, you know, I was sort of almost forced to become a, 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 a the man of the house at the age of 10. And I, and I say that to say, um, you know, my mom being a... My mom is a very emotional creature. And an emotional creature, she used to... Um, she used to put a lot of responsibilities, you know, on me. Um, one, not just as a child, but also as a uh, to have this particular emotional support. So I used to sure. see my mom cry. Sure. I used to see my mom cry, and so I remember this was back in two thousand and four, five. Um, my mom crying, and this time it was because, in fact, this is the first time I actually saw my mom cry. By the way, um, the first time I heard her cry, but this was the first time I actually saw her cry, and this was when my uh, the house that she had bought was about to be repossessed. Now, this was just about a year after my father passed away. So, um, I can put it... They, they, they call people like me old souls. 
people young but they had so much you know because and it is not because i'm special or anything else mm-hmm. but it's it's simply because i had to you know be a child be a man had all those responses i was one of those people when i had to my mom was reminding me of this she says now do you remember every time uh, when you'd ask me even for a pair of shoes you'd say mom if you can mm-hmm. can you please buy me this mm-hmm. you know uh, mom i don't know if you can it would take me a while to go to my mom to ask her for something whether mm-hmm. it's a a, you know, new pair of clo- uh, new pair of shoes, clothing, whatever the case may be, like basic things mm. that a child would cry over. I never cried over things. Sure. Never in my life. I don't recall. My mom doesn't even recall me. You know, crying to get something as a baby. You know, unless you come, do you have this? Do you have that? So that sort of formed the kind of mindset that I've had, and and as a consequence, it's gave birth to me being an entrepreneur. Sure. How is it that I don't ask people for things? How do I? Mm. You know. Um, how, how can we, you know, even if I'm asking you for something, it's always a deal. Okay, if you do this for me, that's what I'm going to do. Right? So it's because it's, I, I don't expect people to have things to give freely to me. You know sure. what I mean? So, so that's the, then now it becomes the entrepreneur, you know. Sure. Um, uh, that's now a part of me. But also, I'm deeply passionate to see people transform in life. I was, uh, and I mean transform, go from not having to having. Sure. Um, I, I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for success. You know, sure. to see su- success stories, sure. you know. I, I, can, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, in fact, I'm one of those people, if you, if I see someone that I admire so much and I and there's like negative publicity as to how this person attained that, I become so disappointed at the fact that, you know, like for me, the fact that this guy was great was inspiring, mm. not just me, but showing me the possibilities. So sure. if, we say, ah, this person lied, yeah. You know what I mean? I try not to believe the negative stories attached to people's success. Sure. You know, even with this, you know, selling your soul to the devil and stuff like that. A part of me doesn't want to believe that. Even though I know those cases do happen. But yeah. I don't want to believe that because I don't want there to be, uh, you know, I don't want the notion to be out there to yeah. say that for you to become successful, these are yeah, the kind cool. of things, you know, you have yeah. to do. So, yes, I'm a sucker for success, man. I'm... I live in my own world. I mean, I'm a dreamer, you know. Sure. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a dreamer, you know. And I, one person who don't believe that that things are impossible. In fact, I like to surround me. That is why, you know, I gravitated so much towards you, you know, because you're always living in the future. I remember when you told me years ago that, uh, you know, you, 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 you live in the future, you visit the present. I related so much to that. I gravitated so much to that, you know, mm. because I'm, I don't really judge people based on what they have today. But I really want to judge people based on what do they see in the future. Sure. We can meet someone today with, with a, yeah. a Ferrari and that's all they have. Yeah. They don't have anything. They don't yeah. see anything beyond yeah. that. You yeah. know? So for me, I'm really about the time to fill the gap between where I am today and what I see tomorrow. Yeah. And then most importantly, with regards, with regard, I mean, I've just spoken about myself. But with regards to other people, I am very much impassion, uh, passionate about you know, interrupting people. Sure. I want to interrupt. I want to interrupt the viewer up there when they hear, when they see me. You know, they must be interrupted. If I meet you, whether you have more than me, whether you have, I want you to be interrupted by me. When you leave the space, you must. When you when you think of me, you must think about someone who has interrupted you into positivity, into a higher level of thinking, into a better you know uh, expectation from life. Sure. You know. So because uh, one of the laws, uh, you know, in, in um, one of uh, Newton's law is the first in fact newton's first law any object in motion remains in motion unless an external force comes to interrupt in other words you know this mic this 
you know, uh, uh, laptop, whatever the case may be, it will always be stationary unless something comes to interrupt it, to move it. And so I'm very much passionate, uh, passionate about seeing people grow, move towards sure. potential. And so, yeah, man, that's sure. a long answer to a very short question. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a loaded one. I mean, I mean, we can spend the whole day just unpacking some of the concepts that you just spoke about. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, you know, what you said about the fact that you... You don't look at the person where they are, but you look at where they could be. Mm. That's really a superpower in this day and age, you know, because we live in a day of uh, instant gratification. Sure. You know, uh, people relate to you based on what you have. As a result, people would rather fake having stuff, mm. um, even if they don't have it, because that's the only way the world gets to accept them, right? 100%. So, so that's a superpower right there. Sure. You know, it's something that is that is really really rare um, in this day and age we're living in. But um, you mm. know, take us back then to. You know, how did your, 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 your entrepreneurship journey, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, you went through the, the normal rigmarole, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to varsity, you know, get a good job. I mean, you had all of that, but then you chose entrepreneurship, you know, take us through, you know, the thinking process and the sure. decision making, um, you know, um, through that process as to, you know, you know, what were you told? What did you actually realize or see in the workplace? that made you actually want to go out there and be an entrepreneur on a full-time basis? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question because we'll, we'll obviously take it back because, I mean, I think you and I had this conversation quite a lot, a, you know, a lot of times where you really try to pinpoint, and, and I was asked this question on another show um, that I attended last year, just before we went to Panama. And they asked, and, and I, 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 wanted to, I was really asking myself, are, you, are we born entrepreneurs? Is this something that chooses us or do we choose it? Interesting question. <laughs> like, yeah. like, really, do we choose this road yeah. or does this road choose us? Yeah. Um, because we can be born in the same situation. We can have the same human experience, but still come out very different. Sure. Um, and, and, I'm, and I don't want to lie to you. I mean, as, as a, we, have, we hear a lot of people come up with, 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 with sort of answers to this, you know, with regards to it being a definite. Now you can, anyone can become an entrepreneur uh, or, you know what I mean? Because think about this. And you would know this as well because we did not go to entrepreneurship because it was for survival purposes. It's not that we did not have in the beginning. Sure. You were a professional. I was a professional. I was an engineer. You were, you know, in the construction. Um, you were quantity survey. And, and you ask yourself, why did we trade that particular life of comfort and security mm-hmm. for a life of uncertainty? The stupidity that we had to sort of Sure. Be inclined towards to leave. I mean, we're as, as as human beings. If there's one thing about us, we want we want predictability. Sure. That is how our our brain operates. Our brain, it, it looks at the past and tries to predict the future. And how it actually does this is, it takes the data from what we are used to, and it forms a pattern. Mm-hmm. And that particular pattern, it then uh, becomes a framework for how what we're gonna do mm. to choose the future. Yeah. Right. And how it actually relates that to us is what we call comfort, mm. right? So if you do the same thing today, tomorrow, it then it, it forms a layer of comfort and as a consequence becomes the basis by which we make decisions tomorrow. Mm. And so that is how our brain survives. That is how, it, you know, and so for an entrepreneur is a person who looks at today and perceives tomorrow, but not through the lens of what it is today. Mm. It, it, it looks at uncertainty. And so that's a level of stupidity. Why would you choose to go through not knowing what, how the next meal is going to come through, not having the certainty of next week's sure. income, what the, 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 today's present responsibilities? 
Sure. And so that's the kind of stupidity that we have. And so that is why when you ask me this question, when did, how did this thing come from? To be honest with you, I don't know. But what I do know is, I said, I, I watched my mom work herself to a pulp. Um, my dad, I mean, he, he died when I was young. Never saw him work, but I heard a lot of times that he had done. Um, he was not an entrepreneur. He worked in non, uh, non-profit organization. You know, he went out there, did a lot of what entrepreneurial work, but not being an entrepreneur. Go out, raise funds for the NGO, traveled parts of the world, Sweden, all of that. He was very extroverted, very much like myself. He was into art as well. He also he was very artistic. Um, and he had, he had this huge desire to see people's lives change. So uh, there's a place in, uh, in Cape Town called Baxter Theatre. He was the first black person to act, to actually do a, a stage act in, at, at, uh, at uh, Baxter Theatre. You know, so he used to take sneak kids, people involved in crime, teach them, get into the, um, into the craft of acting and, you know, display them on, on, on Baxter Theatre. Wow. So, but I mean, it's not like a form of him doing that for money, it was just him doing it for, you know what sure. I mean? Um, so apparently my mom was telling me this. My Psychic f- income. Psychic income, 100%. Yes. My, fa- my mom told me that my father was a communist. <laughs> so he believed in, never believed in capitalism as I do. Sure. Know? So I, I would not say I got entrepreneurship from him. My mom, however, uh, comes from a background where my grandmother was a, 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 a you know, selling on the streets, you know, her mother, um, which is my mother's great grandmother, was a, a sango, you know. Um, so she, people used to go to her, but they would live with much. So she had entrepreneurship in a way as well, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know really where I got the entrepreneurship, but my mother then went in, she went in, she, she grew, went through the corporate ladder, she was on top, you know, even up until now, um, she was on top, but she never had the kind of money freedom that she wanted, the time freedom that she wanted. Um, and so for me, I knew for a fact that this is not the kind of route that I want to go to, but I, I went to ask her, you know, mom, what do I need to do to become successful? She said, you need to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll have good money. Sure. Even though she went through that, you know, but she's like, no, no, you know what? You know what you should do? Instead of, I went to the job, I went to, uh, I, I went into the, um, the kind of field I chose, even though I went up higher the corporate ladder, uh, the field that I was in was not paying enough. So you need to choose a different field. So, okay, cool. So what field do you think? Either you'd be a doctor, you'd be a lawyer, you'd be an engineer. So, okay, cool. Um, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Then, as I entered high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an engineer. Simple. You know, I don't want to, I hated seeing people's blood at me. Okay, so, mm-hmm. and lawyers have to study a lot, so I, I'm not a, don't like reading a lot of big books, you know. <laughs> um, and so they said, engineers just need to calculate. I'm very good in mathematics. I like numbers, love numbers, so I'll choose being an engineer. And I went in, um, after that, immediately after that, um, I, in fact, through, during, Okay, when I was in primary school, mm-hmm. because of this whole fact, again, my mom was always, it was not easy for me asking. I don't know where that came from. Um, so at, at the age of nine, I had started selling at the age of nine at Sunday school. Wow. We, I had a person who looked, looked after me, a nanny. Um, but then I would ask the nanny to, you know, the, you know, to, to, to make me some fat cakes. Put some mints, now I'll go side on Sunday. Then I'll pay her. Wow. Right? I will pay her. So from the money that I made, okay, this is yours. Dude, at nine years at old, nine you were an entrepreneur. At nine years old, you know? Interesting. And, and my mom encouraged it. 
you know my mom really encouraged i like the fact that i was gonna have money you know uh never mind i would not buy anything with the money you know I'd just have the money like hey you know what i mean so and my mom will end up using it but i like that whole thing of i made money um age 13 i had a, my first sales job where there was a guy opposite the street very rich guy very rich guy so this guy had a company where he would uh, deliver like he would deliver um, cases of of cooling that was about like 12 cases so people who had, who had ordered last week i would deliver and they'll pay the following week mm. you know so there were places times where now um you would so i did not really like carrying like the you know the, i'm not a hard labor guy <laughs> so i used to target those houses where they had not ordered and i would go and i would pitch and they would order and then you know so i was the pitching guy you know sure and i'd pitch in afrikaans interesting yeah because there's afrikaans neighbor communities colored and white neighborhood go pitching afrikaans you know 13 year old knocking on your door hi ma you know my money cool drink any you know what i mean so it used to be very and I used to enjoy that, you know, get 60 rand. And it wasn't commission-based. I would have a standard 60 bucks I would make on that weekend, you know, at sure. the age of 13. Then through high school, sold um, through high school, then got to varsity. Um, now, at that particular moment in time, I was a footballer as well. Very, very good footballer. Um, so I, I was either going to go to school or play football. And so I got a contract uh, for a semi-professional team. I was in high school. And... The semi it was based in Port Elizabeth, so that's how I went to Port Elizabeth. Mm. I actually went to Port Elizabeth to go uh, to study. I actually went there because there was a team that I semi I was semi contacted to. But now the deal was with my parents: if I do well in my first semester at school and I show them that I can do well, uh, then they will be allow me to go and pursue my my footballing career. And so what I did is I had gone okay, so, so I sort of parked this contract. I was gonna come six months later after my first semester. Then I went, I, I, I studied, but my first month, there was this big competition at school, you know, and, you know, football was involved as well. I'm like, ah, let me just go. And when I went there, the school saw me and they wanted me to play for the first team, which is going to be equivalent to actually playing with these guys. Mm. For my first six months, I failed my, my school because my parents didn't know I was playing soccer at school. Sure. So they just thought, ah, this is failing because, you know, it's hard or whatever. They, and I knew. But now I also knew that my mom was paying for it. Again, that whole empathetic uh, uh, sort of thing that I had towards my mom, yeah. you know, was like hey, she's paying for me. And you don't I don't want to waste. Her money. I don't want to waste the time. She's working hard. Sure. I don't want to waste that money. You know. So I chose. She didn't force me to choose. I chose that I'm gonna let this thing go. I'm gonna just make sure that her money doesn't go down the drain. So then I went in, studied engineering. Then once I was done, I then I went to work for one of the biggest engineering firms in in, in Africa, Bosch. It was a consulting uh, company, and worked there. You know, and and during my time at school, because I thought that I was gonna fail if I did anything else, I, I didn't sell, didn't do anything. I just focused on school. Um, then immediately, I started my 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 my, my working uh, my my job. I quickly picked up a couple of things. First of all, no engineer here drew drew the car uh, drove the car of my dreams. Hmm. You know. Like this is what I was working hard so hard for. Yeah. No one here was driving the car of my dreams. No one here spoke about having abundance, having the kind of life, which was the what was really inspiring me. Mm. So I'm like, okay, fine, you know what I'm going to do? 
hang in there. Maybe it's white people. Maybe they're just they're low key. They're stingy. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, or they're spending money on something else. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, ah, let me just hang in there. But this is when I met you. This was back in 2015, and uh, I was first introduced to network marketing. You know, um, through a friend of mine who knew you, came in. And, you know, he's he's uh, connected me to you, and I. I was shown one thing I remember. I was shown how to make 18,000 rand in one month. And I remember, I mean, 18,000 for those watching is about equal to $1,000. And I remember if I made 18,000, that was enough. I'm going to resign for my job. I'm going to have this, you know. So that was, was in my mind. I could make enough money part-time that it would replace my full-time income. Mm. And I tried it and it didn't work. I failed, you know. But it did, I did not fail because I didn't know what it is. I never, I never knew much about yeah. the industry of internet marketing. I just thought, just bring this one, bring this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when my first 20 people didn't respond, like, ah, let me go look at something else. Yeah. But guess what? From the first day of my, like, first month in my job, I never, I was never just an employee. I only had something part-time. I was selling perfumes. Um, I was selling, sub- I, was in, but I was in good shape back then. So I was selling supplements. Um, I went on to uh, start, you know, a timber business as well. Um, and all of those things were okay, was like some sort of failing. Um, so, and then I, the, my last business I can remember was, um, you know, a transporting business, this <laughs> mini transporting business, you know, and yeah. I, you know, and, um, and then that was the time I actually met you again. We introduced me to the business, the network marketing business, where I actually now had my biggest breakthrough, you know? Sure. But at that type particular time, I had about four to five things going on yeah. at that particular moment in time. And I remember people would be like, no, you need to stop these things, you know, you need to focus, and you know what I mean? But I was like, none of you guys are entrepreneurs, you know? But I was, so when I met you, and then you said, okay, look, dude, you need to focus on this thing, you know? Or you, you had mentioned someone else who had recommended that. And you had a time and closed your real estate business. You had to close all the things. Yeah. So, so to me, I was like, oh, let me go, you know. So now when I went in, I was zoned in. And obviously, you know, about a year later, uh, two years later after being zoned in, I made my first million. And I was 26 at the time. And it was things just like I was open up to a new world. First million at 26. Wow. Yeah, so I made my first million at 26. So then, but obviously... You had showed me a lot of things. Now, how I actually came to this whole thing of actually designing was, I think at the time, you had made a million in one month. And I was like, what? And then you went out to go buy a house and go buy a car. I'm like, no, you know? Meanwhile, my bosses were there for 15 years and you were in that particular business for just over about a year. And these guys were working for about 15 years and they were complaining about not having enough. Yeah you know, um, money at the end of the month. Um, some of them were complaining about petrol prices going up, and you were not. And the environment that you had set up at the particular moment in time, where you were teaching a lot of what we now know as the 21st century business principles, mm. I was like, like, this was a different world in the same city. It's like I was in the same city experiencing two different worlds. Yeah. One world, you know, one world where there was, there seemed to be everything, but there was a mindset of lack Sure. Where here, you know, there was everything that I wanted to see, but also a, a hunger for more, a costing a vision of how all of us could actually be living this life. Sure. You know? 
And for me, I was excited about that. And I remember that it was the 4th of January. You had set up a training session where I was now introduced into these particular principles and actually shown the bigger spectrum of this whole industry. And I remember that particular day, you asked a couple of questions. And when I went back home, I asked those questions to myself and I took the industry serious. And in the space of four months, so from January to April, I had taken the business seriously. I was, you know, you were showing me the ropes and four months later, I was able to resign from my job. Wow. You know, uh, because at that particular month, I made three times the, my salary and I was sure. doing this business part time. So I asked myself the question, if I could do this full time, I could buy life. I would be just like him. And, you know, lo and behold, a couple of years later, you know, life had completely changed. And, you know, so, yeah, man, that's that, that's essentially what. But I think entrepreneurship was always in me. Sure. Um, but I just needed an outlet and, and sort of a, uh, uh, an outlet, but most importantly, confirmation of the thing that I wanted to see yeah. was actually, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, I remember David Imoniti says that, Holton Bugs was the first person he saw who embodied the life that he thought was possible. It's so obviously when he met you, you were the first person that I actually, that I could relate to. Same color, you know, you know, we could relate. You're not like, oh, I mean, I saw white people who had this and that, but you were the first person like, I can relate to this guy because I saw him not have anything and I see him now having everything that I want to have. So you became like the embodiment. I was like, I saw this guy. And when I saw like your background, your it is, you come from it, you know, you had, uh, you were gifted in the similar areas that I was gifted in, speaking, preaching, nah, nah, and all of those things. So you became, ah, this thing, it's, it's possible, you sure. know? And so it, after embodying all of those things, for me, it was simple. I don't need to think anything else. I don't need to do anything else. I need to follow this guy. Sure. That's it. And my life completed, after that, my life had completely changed. Interesting. So, so guys, just to, to give you a bit of, um, Maybe just to add on the same or, or enlighten everybody. Um, when you talk about a business, a business model, talking about network marketing, um, I had left my real estate business, as many of you know, and I pursued network marketing. And, you know, that, that really changed my life. And um, I think one of the things that a lot of people uh, maybe don't understand about the journey of it being an entrepreneur, I think you captured it quite well. That is, you know, people, uh, you know that there's something that's out there and you you test and try out many different vehicles mm -hmm. thinking that they will get you there up until you find a vehicle where you and that vehicle you know you fit like hand and glove sure and then magic happens 100%. you know uh you know life begins to change because it then it then you know ministers to you yeah um you know in the way that you know i i say to people you know, people like you and I, we don't look at work as something to run away from. Sure. It's actually something that we run into. Yes. Um, if nobody actually stops us, you know, we will work, you know, 24 hours if it were possible. Because it's something that you really enjoy and that yeah. you're having fun doing it. And the fact that we get to make money is a little bit greater upon us. Um, you know, because, you know, if it wasn't for that, then it wouldn't really be sustainable. Because, you know, we're human beings, we've got, you know, things and people to take care of and stuff like that. So, but one of the things that people don't understand is that when you are an entrepreneur, it's, I mean, if you look at the story of Donald Trump, you look at um, Sir Richard Branson, you look at uh, most entrepreneurs who have made it big in this world, you'll find that there was a time whereby they did well, but then there was a time they didn't do so well. Sure. But then what separates them from the rest of the people who actually did well at some point is the fact that there's something in them that never 
uh, gives up. You mm -hmm. know, they're always rising, and when they rise, they always rise to the occasion. They become bigger. They 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 become more successful. They do bigger things. You know, in a greater way. So, what are some of the the lessons? You know, maybe one or two lessons that you've learned. You know, in the year twenty twenty two, and um, and maybe even take us into the year twenty twenty three and beyond. You know. Sure. Uh, I know you and I off uh, off the camera. We talk a lot about you know about the stuff that we are that we are doing and are planning to do. You know, I want us to I want you to introduce us to the get rich, um, you know, a, a movement. Sure. Right. So I'm excited to hear about that to talk about that. But just before we get into that, you know, tell us some of the lessons that you've learned in the year 2022. Awesome. You know, I think one of the things that that uh, that. Um, as you said, you know, when you listen to, to Sir Richard Branson, Donald Trump, he was bankrupt five times. Any success story, there's a point where you, I mean, after making my first million, 26, at 27, I made my first million a month. Right? Then obviously, you know, things went down, things went bad and, and all of those things. And, you know, it's, it's, this, it's, it's, it's the normal cycle of how entrepreneurship would go. Sure. I heard of people who made money and I'm like, I was never gonna be one of those sure. people. But you know when it and I was like when it happened I'm like it's so funny because I thought this would never happen to me. Sure. But one thing I, I picked up during that whole season was that even though I was I my money had gone down but my expectations never dropped. Yeah. You know? And that's power. And 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 I think what you know there, there, there's a there's there's a huge temptation of when things go down you wanna go down. But but the, my biggest lesson was in everything sort of sort of going south was never to never to contract and there's a huge con you know because now I mean when things went down I had my wife I had family that was taking care of and stuff like that family members I mean during the COVID period I was the savior in my family if you know what I mean it's like sure. uh, my 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 mom's family some of my dad's family I was because people had lost jobs and all I was like. Made a month, I was made a lot of making a lot of money, so I was handy giving people stuff, you know what I mean? So, so one thing when things went down, um, okay, come here, hmm? uh, okay. no. stop here, stop limit, card, ah, uh, card, yeah, we tell the boys, so my family it's a lot of my family members during that period of time was dependent on me you know and and so i saw my income going down you know i tried to do certain things um i normally and, and but i don't want to lie when things were going down that's where i was being built and not my business mm. um, sometimes there's a season where you're being built and and a season where things are being built you know um, and so even though things were going down, I don't want to lie, it was a huge temptation to, to start thinking smaller and, and thanks again to people like you, because obviously you, you and again, you know, when I, when I, the whole get rich activist brand comes from that is, you know, um, it's four particular elements of my life that I focused on to give me the life of my desire. It was environment, it was vehicle, it was mentorship and it was personal development. But the most important thing was, was environment, was that even though when things are going down, make sure that you're constantly in, in an environment 
that speaks to your future, not your current circumstances. Sure. And so, I mean, right now, we are, I'm right now in a place that you used to visit, used to be the environment of your dreams, and we're currently here right now. Mm. And we used to come here every single time, you know. Um, we used to speak about what we need to do, how to expand, how to have more, how to go out there, and, and not to get back to the place where we used to be, sure. but to have more than we, than, than we ever have had. And that's, you know, what, 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 what is sort of knocking in me. And so instead of contracting, downsizing, moving to a smaller place, mm-hmm. you know, having a smaller, you know what I mean? Even though everything was gone down, through God's grace, nothing was lost. Mm. You know? And, and I mean, even right now, we're going bigger. We're thinking much more bigger. And so this is when, I remember this was back in 2019, you and I were driving work, actually in Joburg, and... We were doing a video uh, and we were talking, and I was like, you know, um, I'm right now a get rich activist. Sure. And I was thinking about that because this is the same time where you know everybody was there was this whole wokeness uh, campaign going around. People was uh, there were all sorts of activists. There were this activist, this social activist, this you know what I mean. Sure. And I was not against that, but I was just but at that particular moment in time, the one thing that was and I mean that was another phase in my time where. Things were not going well for me. You know, even though I had resigned from my job, I had made money, I was also going through a phase where I was not making money. This is now late 2019. Sure. You know, just after, after I made my first million, just after I bought my first, you know, my dream car at the time, you know, things were tough, you know? Sure. So, as things were going, you know, down, we were traveling to Joburg, we were doing, a, uh, we are about to do a seminar here. I remember myself saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a get rich activist. I want people to embrace this, uh, the mindset of becoming rich and not just financially. Sure. That's the biggest mistake people think. The sure. word rich, it's the, the word rich in itself is a word that describes something. Sure. It's not just a, a word in its own, just, you know, it, it, the word rich means abundance. It means plentiful. Mm. And we as human beings are to have a plentiful life experience. Sure. You know, uh, we are spirits living in a body. Sure. And spirits are for expansion, therefore multiplication. This is why human beings can never become satisfied as long as they are on this planet. Sure. Because our life is towards becoming rich and rich is, there's a gap. You know, uh, it's not just about having a lot of money. And so this is why the whole Get Rich Activist brand and movement is, is yes, is about having money. You know, because money answers all things. Yeah. 99% of all prayers that people have can be answered by having money. Sure. Okay. Um, but then obviously there's the whole the 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 the, 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 the whole pursuit of having a meaningful life sure. and uh, and you'll understand that having a meaningful life is actually having a rich life a life that is full of meaning yeah. full of meaning full of purpose you know you spoke about income uh, the two kinds of income earned income that is you know but then you also have psychic income that speaks to purpose and meaning and 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 you not just having money, but having uh, a, a, an experience in life that adds value to other people. Sure. Because a lot of money is what you have earned. Yeah. But uh, but a lot of meaning is what you sort of is what you have allowed other people to earn through your gift. Sure. You know. Power. You know. So for me in particular, I realized. Okay, fine. So this whole get rich activist is. Why don't all of us, you know, how, why, why don't I drive a movement that inspires people to, to, 
to chase this 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 gap, this income, this this potential gap that that exists between where they are and where they want to be. Sure. And when are you person who wants to make more money? When are you person who wants to you know have a better life? You want to have you know we have this whole thing thing of mental health right now. Yeah. You know, and so for me, being a get rich activist was about driving that movement of having more, becoming more, you know, expanding into places and spaces of more effectiveness. Sure. You know, and so the get rich podcast. You know the Get Rich brand is a yes about the podcast. There's courses, there's books, there's it's it's a it's a, it's an ecosystem. It's a whole world that inspires people to become more than what they are currently right now. Wow, wow, guys, that's that's plentiful. That's plentiful right there. Now I think there's a lot of uh, you know in what you are saying. There's a lot of um, people un- misunderstand you know the what the pursuit of money actually does to a person. Mm. Now. You know, so if if I say I want to earn, you know, let's say I was earning five thousand rand a month, ten thousand rand a month, but then I'm like, no man, I, I think I, I believe I can I can earn five hundred thousand rand a month and so forth. Now the the gap between where I am financially and the gap where I want to be, um, it's not just a an amount of money that comes in that fills that gap. It's mm. actually the person that I have to grow into yes. for me to be able to be that person. Mm-hmm. So you'll find that the reason why people are able to bounce back even after failure, after misfortune, mm-hmm. um, you know, people have actually worked for it, not people who have won the lottery or something yes. like that or inherited money. It's because in, in, in them pursuing, you know, that, that kind of lifestyle, that kind of income, you know, their goals, their dreams, you know, whatever they're ambitious about, you know, there's a you know they become a better person. They become stronger because you know uh, it it doesn't happen any other way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have to go through this metamorphosis, you know, and, yes. you know, multiple times, you know, of growing and developing and growing and developing up until you get to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get there, you find that that's actually more valuable than the money. It's more valuable. 100%. For example, now you're talking about you earning your first million a month, you right? Um, that whole experience that got you there is more valuable mm. than the million itself. Right. That is why even though you've made a million then, you know, you're not even scared or worried about can I ever make a million? You actually think about how can I make two, three, four, five million? Yes. Because of the person that you've become in the process. 100%. Right. So with the, with the get rich activist, you know, mm. I like the fact that you are going to take like a, a an all-rounded approach in yes. the sense that um, you know, you, you, you help people understand that, you know, you pursuing financial riches actually enriches your life in all these other areas as well. Yes. So I'm quite excited to see that, you yeah. know, to, to see that unfold. Yes. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think the world, South Africa, Africa is basically ready for, for something like that. And, um, and I like the fact that, you know, there's a lot of realness, um, you know, I mean, we live in this world today you know, of Instagram, Facebook, hey, and Twitter, crazy. you know, there's a lot of crazy <laughs> out there, sure. you know, uh, but, you know, uh, the, the value of us sharing our personal stories and our experiences mm. um, actually gives other people permission as well. Of course. Because sometimes when a person looks at a nail out there, listening to nail, you know, talking so eloquently, you know, mm. uh, you know, being able to express himself, people think, yo, he's too gifted, you know. Yeah. Uh, I might never ever get there because I don't just, I, I don't have that gift, you know. Uh, you know, my vocab is not as advanced as he is, or whatever the case. So, but then we talk about the experiences. That's what gives people, that's what people relate to. You know, and it inspires people. It, it gets people to want to strive 
as well, you know, for 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 more, right? Sure. And, and and yeah. So so what uh, so so what can people look forward to with the with the get rich movement um, in in the in the in the near future? You know, there was one thing that we were asking me about twenty twenty two. One of the lessons is in twenty twenty two, I did not go big enough. And so you know, this whole thing of get actually activists is not just me wanting to give back. It's me going on a journey, yeah. and I'm taking people with. Sure. This journey of where I am right now and where I'm about to be, and the principles that I'm applying will be shared on this. And so it's not, you know, a lot of people may speak in a, um, in, in a teacher-student kind of a thing. And, sure. and for me, this is not about it being me being a teacher and, and the views becoming a student, but it's about us moving towards an experience together. Sure. You know, uh, this is a journey from where I am right now to where I'm about to be, which is 10x of where I am right now. Sure. Um, you know, we, we're not chasing a million a month anymore. You know, we, 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 <laughs> we want to impact millions of lives a month now. You know sure. what I mean? So that's different, you know. Um, 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 and, and, and obviously chasing billions with, with, to that. You know, my next stop is to become, a, you know, is to make my first billion at the age of 35. That's literally six years from now. Sure. You know, so it could happen much more sooner. As I go, and that's something we were having a conversation yesterday, and you're saying, you're saying, you may know what you want from here to here, but you know that you might not know how you're going to get there. But what you do know is that the one step is going to introduce you to a different world that you did not even think of. Sure. There's a lot of things that you got on the journey towards with being where you are, you know? Sure. And, and that's what I relate so much to that because what I, the stuff that we are doing right now, and take business, you know, this and that and that. You never really know what you are open to when you take that first step. True. You know? And so the whole thing of the Get Rich Activist movement is really about helping people to take that next step. It's like a, you, uh, it's like a, you know, you're driving in the dark and you're, I don't know, in other places, but in South Africa, you can only see 45 minutes, in, uh, 45 meters in yeah. front of a vehicle. Um, you can only see the next 45 meters when you've driven the next 45 meters, sure. you know, uh, in terms of your spotlight. So that's exactly what, 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 what we're trying to do. So next year, sorry, this year, <laughs> uh, you know, um, this year, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about next year right now is because we've never stopped working. Sure. You know, uh, we've never stopped. December to us was, while other people are relaxing, we were just working. So we sure. never really don't care what the year is, but... What we're doing in the first quarter of 2023, so first of all, we're going to be having our first online experience, the Get Rich Activist Summit, okay? Sure. Um, and then that will be obviously preceded by the Get Rich Activist book that will be coming out um, towards the end of January, you sure. know? But it's going to be an ebook, so it's going to be downloadable for people to see and go and read about it, the more the concept, the things that people can start applying today to go out there and have their first breakthrough financially. So the principles that we're going to be laying out there will be showing people how to live a more fulfilled life, but most importantly, how to make mula. And yeah. that's the first thing. That's what people want. People want to make money. Especially yeah. right now, the, the times that we're in. So the Get Rich Activist ebook will be out where people will be getting, uh, you, know, um, you know, sort of, they'll be getting concepts, principles on what to apply that I've applied to go on and make my first million and even first million a month. Sure. So, so that's going to be shared there. We're going to be having merch as well, the Get Rich Activist merch, you know. Sure. Uh, and, and many people ask me, no, why merch? You know what I mean? And I was saying this, listen, Louis Vuitton Gucci is not just clothing. 
It's an experience. True. You feel different and you'd notice sure. when you wear the Gucci. 100%. When you have the, when, when you have the, the, the Louis Vuitton cologne, when you have the, it's not. It's not just about the clothes. Not just about you know what I mean. This yeah. is why we're not interested in just wearing Gucci for Gucci's sake. Yeah. You know, you can go get Gucci at the Chinese mall, whatever the case may be. But when you wear the Gucci, and you know that you have the name, it's there's a there's a level of you know there's 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 something about that you know yeah. um, inspired much by Grand Cardone with the Ten X movement. There's something about the Ten X movement more than just the word Ten X. It's the experience attached to it. Yeah. And so with the apparel as well, you know. When you are the apparel, there's something that there's the element of being rich that should come out that should be invoked within you. When you see that the tennis, the the, the get rich activist brand, that you, that will be all over the world, you know, there's something about you doing more that should be invoked. Um, you impacting more people's lives that should be invoked. You acting on all the dreams and ideas that you have that should be invoked when you see that particular element. And just knowing that what you're doing right now is not enough for the person that you need to be tomorrow. Sure. Um, so I'm not sure if it was you, but you're saying that, you know, whatever you did in the past was enough for all the things you've achieved in the past, but not enough for the things you're going to need to do in the future. And so that whole particular gap, that bridge, is the Get Rich Activist. Awesome. Yeah. Guys, uh, you know, listening to this, I'm like, uh, you know, where do I sign up, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, I want to be part of this movement, right? Um, it sounds really, really exciting. And I really relate to it, um, you know, because of... Uh, you know, it really appeals to, you know, to, to who I am and the stuff that we've done and stuff that we want to do. So that's really, that's really, really exciting. So, so guys, there you have it from uh, Mr. Checker himself, the Get Rich Activist. Now, what we're going to do, ladies and gents, we're going to keep this guy accountable, right? Um, you know, in the next two or three months, we're going to call him again on this podcast. And we're going to talk about the fact that where are we with the Get Rich Activist? How can people partner with him? As he said, he wants to take you on a journey, right? So we're going to keep him accountable. And uh, that's one of the, the things that we really spoke about, you know, that in this year and beyond, really keeping each other accountable, making sure that, you know, there's plenty of people. I'm talking about millions of people out there who basically need the kind of messaging that he has, right? So and so we shouldn't and, and will not allow anything to, you know, to hinder that. So quite excited about that. So if you are watching us from YouTube, Please make sure that you click on the subscribe button, um, you know, click on the on the notification bell so that you get notified of all the other videos that we're going to do. Um, we are, you know, as he said, he said, he's a sucker for success. I'm a sucker for success as well. Um, I remember at some point we wanted to call this, you know, uh, the Success Factory podcast. Yes. And um, so, you know, because of the fact that we really want to, you know, talk to people who have succeeded in something, who are succeeding in something, who will succeed in something, right? You know, that's a whole, you know, story right there. You know, we can talk, mm. you know, for days about that. What is success and what it means. So, uh, you know, so, so yeah, if you want to, 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 to hear more of, uh, you know, stories like Mr. Checker right here, make sure that you follow us even on social media. And uh, with that being said, uh, I want to thank you, everyone. If you found value, uh, see you on the next podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that was cool. That was good. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs>